Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. My name is Devante. I grew up in a household that was um, abusive. My father was emotionally and verbally abusive to my mother and it eventually became physical. And it was just a really rough part of my life. My mom and brother ended up being diagnosed with PTSD because they saw everything that happened. And my brother was, he was five turning six at the time. So it was just really hard for my mom to like go through it with herself, but then my little brother. And then like as months went on, like my dad just started doing like just crazy stuff that I just was not expecting. And then from PTSD, my brother ended up getting um, diagnosed with depression. And then he had to, we had to keep switching schools because it was hard for him to focus in school because he would always like, just thoughts of like just seeing my dad abuse my mom, which has come up in his mind. And then there's actually a point in time where my dad started to get abusive with my brother. But then like I saw it, I was actually there and it happened and I had stopped it. So that just kind of like started making things worse for my mom and for my brother. I just started like doubting God. And um, it was, that season was really weird because like I was crying like every day for probably like a few months. And like it was uncontrollably crying. I <laughs> prayed with what little faith I did have. Um, and I, besides that, it was just really like hard. Like I just became like numb. One day at work, uh, my buddy came up to me and asked me if I ever heard of Sub30 and if I was interested in going. And uh, you know, I was like, well, I'm off tonight. I don't have anything to do, so I'll go. Just seeing people just going all out for God. Um, I don't know like what they've been through, but you know, I can just tell that they're happy. Like they just have like peace. Ever since I haven't missed a sub 30, I haven't missed the service here at Celebration. Like everyone that I've hung out with like has like a special place in my heart. They don't know it, but they've helped me like become a better person like spiritually and mentally. Like I was really disrespectful to my mom um, just because I didn't like, I wasn't understanding anything that was going on. Most of my anger that was towards my dad, I was putting out on her and then like the more I started coming to church, the more I just started hanging out with people here at Celebration. It was, yeah, I just started like to notice like what I was doing. Everyone that I know has become like a family to me. Anytime like something, you know, comes my way, like I know that God is always there for me. And it also has taught me that even though I don't really have an earthly father in my life, that I can look up to Jesus uh, just because he is my heavenly father and he's always been there for me. Come on, what an amazing testimony. And Devontae sitting right here on the front row. Come on, man. That's amazing. Man, I love being part of a church, man, that just, that's truly impacting the kingdom and changing lives, man. And it's, it's good to see you here. And I'm, I'm sure there are thousands of other stories uh, that are pretty similar as well. But uh, man, my name is Keith. I serve as the arena uh, riot pastor here at Celebration Church, man, and we're so glad that you're here and decided to join us tonight for Riot Night. Uh, it's gonna be a great night, great night so far. Anybody enjoy worship? Man, I love, I love, love, love 
our worship team, man. So uh, I am not speaking tonight. I am going to get out of the way. But I have the incredible honor uh, to introduce our not really even a guest speaker, uh, but our very own Pastor Clay Baird uh, about to bring the word. And so, uh, man, what can I say about Pastor Clay? Oh, that rhyme. Did y'all know we used to rap? Did y'all know Pastor Clay can rap? Pastor Clay can rap. Don't let him fool you. But I met Pastor Clay probably about uh, like six years ago um, at a church conference in Birmingham, Alabama. Alabama. I feel like you got to say it like that. And, uh, you know, we, we met each other there. And, and ever since then, man, we've been in touch. And uh, I just, I love just all that he is, man, and all that he's poured into me. Uh, man, we've, 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 you know, fought together. Uh, you know, I've, I, he's, he's seen me at my worst days, seen me at my best days. And I'm just grateful to to say, man, he's just been somebody that's been so consistent in my life, man. If, if, and, and, and the love is deep. Like, if, if, I had, if I had to pick anybody else to, like, be my white dad, it would be, it would be Pastor Clay. It would be you. Uh, so, <laughs> man, you guys are in for a treat, man. Easily one of the best communicators in the world. So please, Riot Sub 30, stand up on your feet and give some honor where it's due to my man, Pastor Clay Baird. What's, what song is playing right now? What is this? Sounds like a slow dance. How are we doing? Is everyone good? Hey, will you put your hands together for your Riot and Sub 30 pastors, all of them, man? How awesome are they? They are incredible. I love, I love Pastor Keith Jr. Our worst and our best days, we're all on the basketball court. So... That's awesome. Hey, if you have your Bible, we're going to get into God's Word. Open it up. Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19, man, it's awesome. Anybody ready for school to be out and it to be summertime? Who, who in, in college graduated this year? Anybody gr already graduated? Yes. You're getting out into the real world. You're going to work that nine to five. You're going to feel the weight of it. It's going to be heavy. For, for minimum wage. Amen. So... Hey, all right, so, man, one more time. I know they're kind of sitting in the crowd and stuff, but our worship team here tonight, how amazing. Can we put our hands together for them? Uh, I love it because I've never seen them, like, have an off night. They just, they're always bringing their A game. They're always bringing their best, and I appreciate them so much. I appreciate that they appreciate excellence, and they always bring it to the table and uh, hey while we're thanking people if you are in a group or have a crew leader why don't you put your hands together for a crew leader and a group leader who come on who loves you enough to give time out of their week to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus come on if you have a good if you have a good group leader or crew leader in your life you need to be thanking God every single day uh, that you have them because a lot of people don't and, uh, man, for those of us who have that kind of uh, leadership and, and positive influence and mentorship in our life, we should just be really, really grateful. And so I'm excited to preach. Um, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm no guest. This is home. And so uh, can I just preach it like I'm at home tonight? Is that okay? So uh, if you're new to Celebration, if you're new to Riot or Sub 30 and all that, um, we're a responsive crowd. We're a lively crowd um, this is not your grandma's church unless your grandma comes to this church, then it is her church. And so, um, 
but we are lively, we're responsive, and, uh, and we like to draw the best out of the preaching. Amen? So that's what we're going to do tonight. I'm going to preach it to you. You're going to receive it. Here we go. Luke chapter 19. If you don't have a Bible, it's going to be on the screen to the left and to the right. It says this. It says, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. And a man there by the name of what? What was his name? Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. And he wanted to see who Jesus was. But because he was short, anybody got short problems in here? Anybody short? God bless you. You're in good company. Here we go. We're going to read about him. But because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead. Somebody say, ran ahead. So he ran ahead, climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. But when he reached the spot, he looked up and he said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and he welcomed him gladly. And all the people saw this and they began to mutter, he is gone to be the guest of a sinner. How many of you know Jesus didn't have problems hanging out with sinners? Right? He was cool with it. Just, it's, it's, it's just another reminder, this thing called church is not some club where we all get together and we talk about what it used to be like when we were all bad. But now we're good. No, no, e even in your growth with God, even in your maturing in Jesus Christ and who God's called you to be, there should still be at least one avenue for you to hang out with people who are still far from God. Come on. Jesus didn't have a problem with it. Now, I'm not saying, come on, doesn't mean you need to be rolled up in that crowd, but at least I have an avenue to affect in a positive way people who are far from their own relationship with Jesus, right? He's hanging out with a sinner, but Zacchaeus stood up and said, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I've cheated anybody, like if, you're like, yo, bro, you know you did. So if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house because this man too is the son of Abraham for the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. If you want to take some notes tonight, text some stuff to yourself and write some things down, I've entitled this message, Go Ahead. Go ahead. Somebody say, go ahead. Go ahead. Say it like you're from the ghetto. Go ahead. You know, like, go ahead with it. So, um, go ahead, Right? Here's what I want to talk to you about tonight. I, I want to talk about the topic of preparation. I want to talk about the topic of preparation because here's the idea, and I wrote it down. Uh, God wanting to increase your life, God wanting to, to propel your life, save your life, uh, uh, take you to another level, all of that is not a question of if, it's a matter of when. In other words, He wants to do it. The real question is, are you going to be prepared for when the moment comes. Are you gonna be prepared for when Jesus passes you by? Go ahead, let's pray, and we're gonna get into it this evening. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, you need no invitation, but we say it anyway, you are welcome here. Come and speak to us tonight, God. Show us things in scripture that we have never seen before. Reveal things to us that we have never known before. And God, I thank you that we don't have to leave the same, because your word is powerful, it transforms our lives, and God, when we take it and not only hear it, but apply it, Lord, we go to new levels. And that's what you have for us tonight. And so we're going to get there in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Amen. I want to share with you a story um, about my very first kiss. 
happened last week, and uh, <laughs> y'all know that ain't true. So, um, my very first kiss, let me paint the picture for you. Um, I was in the ninth grade, right, in the uh, ninth grade, and uh, every, every year, I grew up in South Carolina, and every fall, late fall season, um, the fair would come to town. Anyone ever been to, like, the fair, right? It's horrible. It's a death trap, the fair is. And so, right, but, but the fair would come to town, and me and all my friends, we were so excited to go to the fair, and uh, man, I, have, I had a girlfriend this year, right? I'm in the ninth grade now. I'm in high school now. I have a girlfriend, and we were so in love. When I tell y'all we were in love, we were so in love. We had been dating for like three and a half days, and we were, we were so in love. I thought, I think I, at this point, I talked to her twice, and so it was amazing, and the stuff was really progressing. We were moving fast, and... Uh, and so, right, and the fair is coming to town, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, this is my moment, right? This is my moment. We haven't shared a kiss yet, but I'm about to have my first kiss with this girl. Man, we're so in love. It's going to be great. So I set this whole thing up in my head. I'm like, we're going to get to the fair, right? Just kind of get there early evening and be, be with my friends and my crew, and here's my girl, and we're going to walk around and do some fair stuff. But, but I'm going to make sure I time it right so that at sunset, we on the Ferris wheel, Right? I'm like gonna prove to her, I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna show this girl like your, your man is romantic, your man knows how to do this. I'm gonna show you I know what I'm doing, right? And so I'm gonna time it, sunset, we're gonna be on the Ferris wheel, like, like just rounding the top at sunset and right at the top, it's gonna be this romantic moment and we're gonna share our first kiss, right? Um, all of my plans were ruined um, before the Ferris wheel when we got on this haunted house ride. Um, all of them were ruined. Now, I need to let you know two things right here about me, um, two confessions I need to make. Number one, I get scared at scary stuff. Like, I don't know how else to say it. I just, I get scared at scary stuff. I don't watch scary movies. I don't like it because I get scared. I don't want to do it. And then, like, I, tr I triple check every door in my house at night because I just watched a scary movie. It just, it freaks me out. I don't do it. I don't do scary stuff, right? So that's the first thing I need to confess. The second thing I need to confess about this story at this particular moment is that day and that evening at the fair, I had been chewing gum like a champ. Like, I was like, I mean, because again, I'm like, yo, Ferris wheel at sunset. I want to make sure I'm ready. Like, got to have good breath. So I was popping gum like Skittles. You know what I mean? Like, at this point, I had like six, seven pieces of gum all up in my mouth. And it was, so it was just big old wad of gum, right? And so here I am, right? We get on this haunted house ride, me and my girl, right? We're in a big group of friends. We got some friends in the car in front of us, some friends behind us. And you sit in this car, two-seater, and you go through this haunted house ride, right? And people jumping out and scaring you. I am not thinking about romantic moment on this ride. I'm thinking, do not scream like a girl and embarrass yourself. Otherwise, all of your Ferris wheel dreams are shattered, that's what I'm thinking. And so, so I'm just kind of sitting there. So we're on this ride, and here, here the ride goes, and it's dark, and stuff's jumping out at you, crazy people, and all this kind of stuff. And I'm just kind of looking around like, come on, just get through this ride, Clay. Just get through this ride. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. And again, I'm just chewing this gum. Just, I just got this gum all up in my mouth. And, and so, right, and here I am, and, and I'm, I'm kind of looking this way. She's sitting to my right, and, and, and it's dark, and I can't see anything. And, and as soon as I kind of turn my head back around this way, remember, I'm not thinking romantic. I'm thinking, don't get scared. But as soon as I turn my head around this way, boy, she is there. <laughs> she was ready. Like, she was ready to go, like, like, I thought, I thought I was, like, how do we do, do I come 90 and you come 10? No, she came 110 <laughs> all up on me, right? 
who could blame her, but all up on me, right? <laughs> and so, and so I'm thinking, whoa, whoa, whoa. And, and as soon as she starts kissing me, it hadn't been but just a couple seconds, and all of a sudden I have this thought, where is my gum? Could have sworn I had some gum. Where has it gone? Right? And no longer did I have that thought, then my girlfriend starts going, <coughs> oh, there it is. There it is. She found it, right? She starts choking on my gum. So I jump up on this ride in my seat. I am hitting my girlfriend in, in the back trying to get her to cough up this gum. We make such a commotion in all this. The ride stops. The operator turns on all the lights in this haunted house. And here I am slapping my girlfriend <laughs> on the back. People come over, escort us off the ride. My friends are laughing. Safe to say there was no Ferris wheel at sunset. Right? All came crashing down. See, see, watch this, right? Funny story. It wasn't funny in the moment, I'll tell you that, but funny story. Uh, but watch this. What was meant to be a blessing moment, what was meant to be a blessing moment, it, it actually wasn't a blessing at all because I wasn't prepared. I was like, I was, I th I was thinking, I'm going to be prepared later. Sunset, Ferris wheel. I wasn't prepared and the moment came and, and it wasn't a blessing, it was awful, right? It, it wasn't a blessing moment, right? I was prepared for something else, but the moment came early. If you're writing some things down, write this down, students and young adults. Um, preparation precedes blessing. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. Preparing ourselves. Preparation precedes Blessing. I think there's too many in our generation saying to themselves, I'll prepare for a relationship with God later. I'll do, it la I'll do something for the kingdom later. I'll get serious about God later. I'll start evangelizing to my friends and inviting people to church later. I I'll wait till later, later, later. The only problem with later is you aren't promised it. The only problem with later is you are not promised it. What you are promised and what you are given is today. Are you preparing yourself today, right? Heard it said one time, the best preparation for tomorrow is doing what you need to do today. Preparing yourself. Come on, we're talking about preparation. Remember, Jesus passing by your life is not a question of if. It's a question of when. And so the real question is, will you be prepared for when he does? Will you be prepared in advance for when God passes your by, life by and says, now's the moment I want to choose you. Now's the moment I'm opening the door of opportunity. Now's the moment I want you to walk into this new thing. Will you be prepared? So I want to give you three things tonight as we talk about preparation. Let's write these down because I think the Holy Spirit's going to speak to us. Number one, preparation runs ahead. Preparation runs ahead. Bible said in that passage that we read together, Bible said in uh, verse 4, that Zacchaeus ran ahead of Jesus. He climbed a tree and he waited there. So watch this. Um, Jesus had not yet passed, but Zacchaeus was already prepared for when he would. 
Jesus wasn't there yet, but Zacchaeus ran ahead and got himself prepared. Have you gone ahead and gotten yourself prepared for how God, God wants to use your life? Some people are saying, Jesus, Jesus passed me by, right? I, I, I grew up in church, and my, my dad was a pastor, and I went to Bible college, and very similar to Celebration College, what we offer here. And, and so I remember, as I used to see and, 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 and emulate and be fascinated with, with people just several years uh, in front of me and how God was using their lives, I remember praying similar prayers to what some of you pray. God, use me. Lord, I'll take some limelight. God, God, raise me up. God, can I, can I get a moment? Will you come close to me? Will, God, God, me, pick me, pick me, pick me. The, the question is, are you even prepared for him to pick you? If he picked you tomorrow, would you be prepared for the picking? Are you preparing yourself? Prepare yourself. What does it mean to prepare yourself? I want to make it very simple. Preparing yourself equals weight in the place of faithfulness. Wait in the place of faithfulness. In other words, the prepared people are the faithful people. I'll say that again because it's worth you putting in your notes. The prepared people are the faithful people. What do I got to do to be prepared? Be faithful. Be faithful. Run ahead. Get yourself ready. What, what does it mean to run ahead? What does it mean to go ahead, right? Go ahead. Go ahead. All right, go ahead. What, what, what am I going at? What does, that, what does that even mean? Here's what it means. Go ahead and stay in the place of faithfulness. Go ahead and stay faithful. Go ahead and keep yourself planted. Go ahead and keep yourself committed to the process. Now, let me give you some practical stuff. Go ahead and get in a riot crew. Just go ahead and do it. It's only ever helping you. Go ahead and get in a sub-30 group. Just go ahead. It's only ever helping you. Go, go ahead and jump on the dream team here at Celebration Church on the weekends. Go, go ahead and start serving in your church. Why? It's only ever helping you. Trust me. Trust me, it's only ever helping you. Anybody like to work out in here? You like to go to the gym, like to work out? Yeah, me, obviously. So, um, right? Like you like to work out. Ever, ever notice this? Ever notice the person who's like, they start working out and they've been in the gym all of like eight days and they go home, they're like, you know, if it's a dude, they're like taking their shirt off and they're like looking in the mirror and they're like, man, it's like, Man, they ain't doing that, man. Something's wrong with their weights at that gym, man. Their just weights are messed up. I don't know. Like, nothing's working. It's like, bro, it's been eight days. It's been eight days, right? But if you keep committed to the process, all of a sudden, in 12 months, you look in the mirror and you see a picture of what you used to look like, and now you're like, oh, snap, it's really working. The same is true for your relationship with God. So many people are like, I don't understand what serving has to do with me maturing in Jesus. Why do I need to go to a group? I, why, why do I need those people? I thought I just needed the Lord Jesus. No, no. You don't see how it's helping you right in the moment. But 12 months down the road, you're going to say, oh my gosh, the preacher wasn't stupid. It actually is helping me. So, so here, watch this. Just go ahead and do it. Go ahead and get involved. Go ahead and start serving. Go ahead and start reading your Bible every single day. Just go ahead. Watch this. Go ahead and start tithing and giving. Pastor Clay, I am in high school. I have $10 to my name. That's okay. The tithe's 10%. You owe Jesus a dollar. Right? Because here, watch this. Watch this. I know it's funny. Uh, but watch this. This is a powerful prayer. Show God now. Watch this. Go ahead and do it. Show God now. God, you can trust me with money. 
God, you can trust me with finances. You can trust me with resource. I'm going to go ahead and show you now at a young age that I'm going to put you first even in this area of my life. I'm just going to go ahead and do it. What do you need to go ahead and do in this season of your life? Just go ahead. There's so many things that are only ever helping you. Look at your neighbor and say, go ahead. Go ahead. Look at your other neighbor and say, you go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead and get planted. Go ahead and be faithful. Look what it says in Psalm 92 and verse 13. It says, blessed are those who are, what? Planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish. Watch this. They're, they're planted. In other words, they're waiting in the place of faithfulness. Psalm 1 and verse 3, it says, those planted are like a what? No one's even looking at them. <laughs> those planted are like a what? They're like a tree planted by streams of living water whose leaf does not wither and flower does not fade. Let me ask you this question. Um, where did Zacchaeus wait for Jesus? In a tree. In a tree. He waited in a planted tree. Go ahead and wait in the place of faithfulness. Go ahead and get yourself planted and prepared for when Jesus is coming by. Are you prepared? Are you planted? Anybody ever seen a relay race? We got any track and field people? In here, anybody ever seen a relay race? You, you know what's interesting about a relay race, um, you know, four-man relay race. Um, runners two, three, and four don't just stand and wait for the baton. Come on, you better give it to me. Like, I'm, I'm here. No, no, what, what do they do? They, they run ahead. They go ahead and get themselves prepared for when it comes their way. The Bible says to you and I that Jesus is our forerunner. In other words, Jesus is the number one runner, and now he's looking to a generation saying, who will prepare themselves, who will run ahead and now wait for the baton that's going to come their way? Preparation runs ahead. If you're one of those people praying, God, use me, I hope in the same way you're also preparing your life. Because the question of does he want to use you, of course he does. But I believe this. I believe God looks to and fro across the earth saying who is prepared? Who is prepared? Man, there's a lot of talent and potential right there, but he ain't prepared. I got to give it to this guy. He's looking for the prepared. Are you running ahead and preparing yourself? The Bible says this. I thought, I thought this was interesting. This is just a, a Pastor Clay to you kind of moment. But watch this. The Bible says that Zacchaeus could not see Jesus because of two things. He was short and the crowd was too big. Two things. He was short, crowd was too big. Some of you are having a hard time seeing Jesus right now because you're in the middle of the wrong crowd. Just a pastoral moment right here. I love you enough to say it to you. You're having a hard time seeing Jesus just like Zacchaeus did because you are in the middle of the wrong crowd. You, you, you can't even find daylight right now. You're so stuck in the middle of the wrong crowd. You don't even know which way is out right now. You're so stuck in the middle of the wrong crowd. And, and the Bible is telling you, if you want God to use your life, if you want God to raise you up and do something significant in you, in you which I totally believe he wants to do, you're going to have to make the decision. No one else can do it for you. You are going to have to make the conscious decision that, you know what, it is time for me to go ahead of this crowd. If I want God to do something, I got I to get out and I got to go ahead of this crowd. Because I'm never going to see him if I'm stuck in the middle of this crowd. You got to go ahead. Go ahead 
and prepare yourself. Preparation runs ahead. Number two, preparation perseveres problems. Preparation perseveres problems. I was recently um, on a flight coming back from London, England to Orlando, Florida, and uh, it was a long flight, so there's lots of movies on the plane, and, uh, and I was watching, I watched a bunch of different movies, but, but one of the movies I watched was the movie Bolt, uh, about Usain Bolt, right? It was like this autobiography documentary kind of thing about, you know, the Jamaican sprinter, fastest man in the world. Really, really fascinating to watch his, his training routine, and it was all about his preparation leading up to the last Summer Olympic Games. And, uh, and there came a moment as, as, the, as the video crew was following him around for what must have been months and months and even maybe a, a couple years or whatever, but there came a moment when he had a major ankle injury, right? Torn, sprained, whatever, ankle injury. And in that moment, he had to make a decision with his trainer, do I, do I even want to go to the next Olympics or is this kind of, let's just call it quits right now. He talked about how, man, the training is tough and sometimes I just want to go eat pizza and sit on the couch and just do whatever I want to do. But, but, I, but, but the training for this is so strenuous and he had to make a decision and his decision in that moment was, you know what, even though there's a difficulty right now, I'm going to persevere the problem. I'm going to push through this problem because I, I see the goal, I want the goal, I, I want to achieve something and he persevered some problems, right? He had a problem, but he went for it. He had a limitation, but he went for it. He had an issue, but he persevered. The Bible said to you and I in verse 3 of the passage that we read, the Bible said this, that Zacchaeus had a problem. He had a limitation. What was it? He was short. He was short, his height. So watch this. Because of a limitation, he climbed a tree, and because he climbed a tree, Jesus noticed him. Watch this, students. God will use your greatest limitation and your greatest disadvantage to position you for your purpose. He'll use your greatest limitation. You think it's holding you back, but God will actually use it to position you for your purpose, right? Thank God Zacchaeus was short. Honestly, thank God he was short. Because if he would have been the same as everybody else, he would have been the same height as everyone else, if he would have looked like everyone else, he just might have missed his miracle moment to encounter Jesus and have his life changed forever. Thank God he didn't look like everyone else. Watch me, every young adult and every student. Thank God you don't look like everyone else. You need to get a revelation that God wants to use your uniqueness. God wants to use what is special about you. You think it's a disadvantage. You think it's a limitation. But God wants to use it to even position you for your purpose in life. You, you get down on yourself. I've, I've heard so many excuses from people so so many people who who think oh well God can't use me because of this and God can't use me because of that and you don't understand my limitation Pastor Clay or you don't understand my disadvantage I hear this one all the time I hear Pastor Clay uh man I just my you know my family you pastor you say your dad was a preacher and that's all great look my dad is the furthest thing from a preacher and and it's just it's just tough I didn't even grow up in a Christian home I didn't grow up around church stuff, and, and so, you know, I'm, I'm kind of first generation. It looks like God's using, like, second and third and fourth generation Christians, but I'm kind of new. He probably isn't going to use me. And, and here's what I was thinking, and I just want to do this in this moment, in this service. Um, you see, for some people, it, it's true. There are greater limitations to encountering Jesus for them 
There's, there's greater things that they must persevere to get into the presence of God. And so right here in this moment, I just wanted to personally give a pastoral shout out to every single student and young adult who comes to church week in and week out. And maybe you don't have a parent who is into the whole church thing right now. Maybe you don't have a household that's really into God and into religion, but you persevered anyway, and you get to group anyway, and you get to crew anyway, and you get to riot night anyway. And I just want to say that we are so stinking proud of you because you are already at a young age showing God I will persevere whatever limitation so that I could get to the presence of Jesus. I'm serious. We're proud of you. If that's you and you're not getting support at home in regards to all this God stuff, but you still find a way, we are proud of you. Don't stop. Don't stop. Keep persevering. Keep persevering. Keep preparing yourself. Because Jesus is going to pass your life by, and you're going to be glad you were prepared. Amen? Amen? Preparation perseveres problems. Other people say, well, I don't have a lot of friends, so I don't know if God could use me. I, I, I can't preach like that guy. I can't lead worship like that girl. I, I, I can't do, I'm, I'm shy, I'm this, I'm that, I'm all these things. No, 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 listen. Just go ahead, run ahead, and start preparing yourself. Don't worry about the limitation anymore. Don't worry about the weakness anymore. It was a deficiency that Zacchaeus had that ultimately led to him experiencing Jesus. God is not worried about your weakness. You're worried about it, he ain't worried about it. God is not worried about your insufficiency. In fact, on the contrary, the Bible says that he has sufficient grace for our insufficiencies. Look what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Everything changes when you realize that your deficiency puts you in good company. We look in scripture, man, Peter. Peter had deficiencies, right? Sometimes the very deficiency that you think you have, the very limitation that you have, God will actually flip it and, and use it in a powerful way. Well, I mean, think about Peter. Peter is the same guy who publicly stands up and leads 3,000 people into the kingdom of God, but he's also the same guy who publicly denied Jesus just a few days before, right? Ma major deficiency, but yet God flips it around, right? Moses, a, a man who had mega deficiencies, so fearful, he's like, God, I can't talk. I'm fine for you using my life, but I am shy. I can't talk. Figure someone else out. But, but yet God flips it around, and all of a sudden, what was a slave turns into the deliverer of a whole nation of people. One of the greatest leaders we ever see in Scripture, God took a deficiency. He took a limitation, and he used it. In fact, here's what the Bible says. The Bible says this. I love this passage of Scripture. 1 Corinthians 1 and 27 says, God chose the weak things. God chose the weak things in the world to shame the strong. See, when God chooses and God selects, he does it a little bit different than you and I do. Ever been in middle school and you had to pick teams? Right? Like some of you were like, yeah, I remember because I always got picked last. You know what I mean? Like whatever. Like maybe you weren't athletic or you didn't look the part for that sport, right? And, and so how bad that, but watch this. God doesn't pick like you and I pick. The Bible says Jesus is, is happily taking the weak things those with limitations, those with deficiencies. Why? Because he's gonna shame the strong. In other words, he's gonna prove to the world, I can take what is seemingly weak and insignificant to all of you, and I can use it in an awesome and powerful way. Perseveres problems. As the band comes and joins me, the last one is this. 
Preparation expects more. Preparation expects more. I know a lot of you are in school right now, <clears throat> some in college, and, and, you're, and you're taking your final tests, getting ready to take those final exams and get on with the rest of the summer. But, but you ever notice this? When it comes to taking tests, um, when you didn't study and you did not prepare yourself, you don't really expect much on the test. Like, like it comes back, it's like D minus. You're like, that sounds about right. <laughs> that, look, that, looks, that looks about right. So, Because you know, I didn't study. I, I, didn't, there was, I didn't put any effort in on that. But watch this. When you did study and you did prepare, you expect more. You expect more. Those who are prepared expect more. I, I've prepared myself. I mean, I've, I've, I've sacrificed, I've been faithful, I've worked hard, I'm, I am ready, I expect more, right? The Bible said Zacchaeus did not just want to see Jesus. Read your Bible. It said he wanted to see who Jesus was. He expected more. See, most people I've found in church are just content with just getting a glimpse of Jesus on a Sunday or on a Wednesday night. I just get a glimpse of him. But most people... Maybe that's even been you up to this point and you're in the room tonight. You've just been, you've just been fine with just kind of catching a glimpse and, and you've been okay with hearing other people sing about Jesus and, and seeing other people get excited about Jesus and hearing a, another preacher preach about Jesus. But there's something that comes in the life of the prepared one. And those who are prepared aren't just comfortable with a glimpse. Uh, in other words, those who are prepared don't walk into environments like this. They are no longer content with seeing someone else sing about Jesus. They're no longer happy with seeing someone else get excited about Jesus. They're now saying, because I'm prepared, I expect more. I want to experience him for myself. I want to encounter Jesus. I want a piece of Jesus. I want to know Jesus. Because I'm prepared. And I didn't do all this preparation just to get a glimpse. I prepared myself so that just like Zacchaeus, he will come to my house and I will encounter him. And I will know him. And I'll experience his goodness and his faithfulness. I am not content with a glimpse anymore. And there'll come a moment in your life, you keep pressing in, you just go ahead stay faithful go ahead and keep coming go ahead do all the things that we're talking about you, you just go ahead start doing all that stuff there, there will come a moment for you too where all of a sudden you'll start coming into services saying you know what I'm not just content to sit on the back row anymore and just kind of goof off and maybe catch a couple words I, I, I want more I want to experience more I expect more because I'm prepared and I just wondered tonight and moving forward if we can start to become a generation of young adults here at Celebration Church and in our city that say, you know what, it's true, I want, I want more. I want to experience more, I expect more, I want to encounter more than perhaps I have been. I'm gonna prepare myself for this. I'm gonna prepare myself for these moments. Preparation expects more. Last thing I wanna say is this and we're gonna pray. In verse five, if they wanna put that up, Luke 19 and verse five says this, it says, when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and he said to him, 
that Zacchaeus come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. Zacchaeus, hey man, come, come down. I want to stay at your house today. See, watch this, everyone. Um, Zacchaeus did not call out to Jesus. Jesus called out to Zacchaeus, right? Watch this. He didn't call out to Jesus. Jesus called out to him. All Zacchaeus had to do was go ahead and prepare himself, right? We have so many people in our generation who walk around with a pick-me attitude. Pick me. Pick me. God, pick me. Choose me. God, right here, right here. Yes, limelight, please. Let, let me get some, let me get some time in. Can, can people see me? Pick me, pick me. See, see, watch this, here's the principle. You can spend the rest of your life calling out to Jesus and perhaps never get any further along. Never get to the place that you ultimately wanna to go to. Never, never get to those dreams and those visions and all that good stuff that God has placed in you. You, you can do that or, or watch this, or you can choose tonight and today to just go ahead and prepare yourself and wait in the place of faithfulness and watch this, opportunity will then call out to you. So many people, God pick me, but you're not prepared. And the door doesn't open, perhaps, because you're not prepared. But if you can say, you know what, I'm gonna stop shouting at God for a while, I'm just gonna go ahead and get faithful in this area, I'm just gonna go ahead and start serving, I'm just gonna go ahead and get involved, then all of a sudden you'll be amazed at what doors will open. And all of a sudden, opportunity in Jesus is calling out to you because you've been prepared and you've been faithful. Why don't we stand to our feet all across the auditorium? With every head bowed and every eye closed, I simply came tonight to tell all of us that Jesus responds to the prepared people. Jesus responds to those who run ahead. Jesus is loving. He, he can't wait to encounter those who are so eager that they've actually gone before him and prepared himself for when he would pass by. So with no one looking around, just for a moment of privacy, I just wanna pray for you. If you know that you've kinda just been going through some motions for however long it's been, content with a glimpse here and a glimpse there and kind of just spotty random involvement over here and not really very committed over there and but but you're hearing the word of the Lord tonight saying you know what I need to step my game up I want to I want to prepare myself I want to start to put biblical principles and precepts and patterns into my life so that when God does pass me by because he is going to and he's looking for someone to use and he's wanting to raise a new voice up in, in, the, in the area that I'm in and, and in the sphere of life that I occupy, I will be ready to respond. If you haven't been ready, but you're saying, Lord, help me prepare myself, I just want you to lift your hand right now all over the auditorium. I wanna pray for people who wanna get prepared. Just keep it high, keep it lifted, no shame. I wanna pray for people who wanna be prepared. Preparation, preparation, precedes blessing. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for every hand lifted. God, I thank you that you love us enough 
to show us things in Scripture, God, and when we apply it, we're better for it. Lord, I thank you for what you've accomplished, God. I thank you that when it comes to salvation, Lord, all we have to do is just respond in faith and receive grace and and all of this. But Lord, you've also said that there are things that we can do to to get ourselves ready and, and to help mature ourselves and grow ourselves and be good stewards of the moment of life that we've been given to live. And so Lord, for everyone who is saying that, basically God, I wanna be faithful with my time. I wanna take steps. I wanna jump into the process. I wanna start to apply myself. I wanna get ready. I wanna get involved. I wanna take ownership. Lord, I pray that your spirit would be on them, that you would give them every bit of discernment and wisdom and creativity that they need to begin to walk into new things. God, grow them and mature them, I pray in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that as often as we are in your word, it's a lamp unto our feet. It is a light unto our path. It is showing us the way that we are to prepare ourselves. God, we receive it in Jesus' name. Come on, just say it with your own mouth. Say, God, help me be prepared. God, show me how I can prepare myself. God, help me. I need your help. I I can't figure it all out on my own. I need your help, and I want to be prepared in Jesus' name. And the last people I want to pray for is this. No one looking around. Every head bowed. No one looking around. The last people I want to pray for is this. The Bible says that when Jesus called out to Zacchaeus, and remember at the end it said salvation has come to this house, right? I mean, a salvation moment. But watch this. When Zacchaeus responded, he had to do two things. He had to come down and humble himself. What a beautiful picture of the role that humility plays in salvation. Salvation didn't come until he came down. And when you and I come down, so to speak, from living life our own way, being prideful and arrogant, thinking that we know best for our life, let's be real, some of us are still teenagers, some of us are in our 20s, 30s, maybe there's some 40s in the room, like, I never know what's best for my life. Left up to me, I am an emotional roller coaster all the time. But if you'll come down from all those high thoughts, if you'll come down from all that arrogantness, pridefulness, haughtiness, and you'll say, you know what? Jesus, I'm gonna be humble, I'm gonna submit, I'm gonna come in, I'm gonna come in low on this one because you reign and you are high and lifted up and you know best and you save. Salvation can come in a moment like that. So with no one looking around, if you're far from God, if you've never surrendered your life to Jesus, but tonight you're like, you know what? He's leaving my Lord and Savior. On the count of three, I want you to put your hand up. I'm not gonna embarrass you, but I do wanna pray for you. One, two, three, put your hands in the air. Yes, I love it. Put it high and bold, high and bold. No fears in this place. There, you have no reason to be ashamed in here tonight. Keep your hand up, keep your hand up. Man, hands up in every section, all the way to the back. 10 more seconds, anyone else, anyone else? You you came in here unsure about how you and God were, but now you know, man, if I just, if I get back submitted, if I get humble again, if I I come again, come on, he's got grace for every amount of sin. Some of you are like, man, my sin resume is so long, there's no way, no, no, no. Watch this, the blood of Jesus is rich. It can buy back any amount of sin. It can cover any amount of mistakes and wrongdoing. Oh, his his rich blood. Come on, put your hand back in the air. Father, I thank you.
for these individuals. Repeat this after me. People are praying it for the first time. Say, Lord Jesus, tonight I recognize my need for you, that you're the way, the truth, and the life. I surrender to you tonight. I thank you for the cross. I thank you that you shed blood for me to be redeemed. From this day on, I am yours and you are mine. In Jesus' name. Now come on, let's lift a shout of praise and let's worship God right now. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.